Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, the 28th of October. Flyers coming off a 4-3 win over the Florida Panthers in a game that, wow, unbelievable goaltending once again from Carter Hart. Most shots he's seen as a member of the Flyers, he makes 48 saves, 48 saves on 51 shots. Unbelievable performance. I think that, I don't think I'm out of school here saying that, I don't think that he was totally dialed in either. He kind of fought the puck a little bit. Some nights you just don't see the puck as well. And he fought the puck a little bit. Some unusual rebounds for him. He's usually a Hoover vacuum. That anything that gets to him, he just kind of eats up and swallows. But he seemed like he was fighting the puck a little bit. But the way he battled in the game, all the way to the final horn, about the last three minutes of the game, uh, Florida had the, the goaltender pulled six on six on five and just all the way to the final buzzer. He just battled and battled and battled. And what a performance that turns out to be. So even though maybe he wasn't at his sharpest, he battled through it. And I think for him, and I know he was really tired after the game. I ran into him and he said, I am gassed. I cannot wait to get to bed tonight. Because it was a lot of work and it was a ton of zone time. Yeah, they had 51 shots and that is a lot, no doubt about it. But it's just as taxing when they're in the zone and don't get a shot for a goaltender. You have to be in your position and moving and reading everything. Even if a puck doesn't end up to the net, that still zone time is taxing on a goalie. And there was a ton of zone time. I mean, that first period, at one point the Flyers were getting outshot 17-4, to and the score was tied 2-2. And for him in this game, just to just battle through all of that and for the team to come away with a win, it's it's simply unbelievable. I mean, I know the question is, is, is it sustainable that you're going to get 940-plus save percentage goaltending from Carter Hart all year? Probably not. But they're 5-2 and two right now. They sit in the top spot in the Metropolitan Division. I mean, we're still really early here, very small sample size. But Carter's played in five games. It was the first game he let in more than two goals. He let in three. But again, on 51 shots. In the game, he had a 941 save percentage, 48 of 51 pucks he stopped. And his save percentage, you have a 941 save percentage, and his actually season save percentage dropped a tick because of that. It's now 97.9. It was. It's now 94.7. It was 94.9. It just unbelievable goaltending and the way he battled through it. Sometimes can be really good knowledge for a player to gain. That even when you're not at your sharpest, you can battle through it and still have success. So what an amazing performance by Carter Hart in the game. The game, it, I mean, you go down one nothing. As Florida is pouring it on in the first period, and it's a goal that goes through Hart uh, when Gustav Forsling scored uh, 341 into the game. But the Flyers, Travis Konechny makes an unbelievable play coming off that benching of the third period against San Jose. Behind the back pass, in traffic, backhand no less to Tony D'Angelo, who scores the goal. Konechny and Farabee pick up the assist. That's at 641, and then just a little over a minute later, at 758, the Panthers regain the lead. But at 1528 of the first, Scott Lawton on the power play, again, on a really good setup from Travis Konechny. That's one of the elements of Konechny's game that's underrated. 
his ability to set guys up. And I thought he was on it last night. You could see that he was moving his feet. He was involved in a ton of what was going on out there for the Flyers, in particular in that second period. I thought he was really on it and creating opportunities when the Flyers kind of turned the territorial battle in that second period. So they go into the second and tied it two. And they come out in the second and they get their first goal. At 10-17, Zach McEwen tips a Nick Sealer point shot. And Nick Delarier picks up an assist to, we'll hear from Nick Delarier in a minute. That's his first point as a flyer. So you have the combination of McEwen, Sealer, and Delarier on the goal. And John Tortorella has talked about it. Everybody's got to contribute offensively. Everybody's going to have to score. We have to do it by committee. That's doing it by committee. Three guys you don't expect really to be churning out offense. And then at 11.29 of that period, just a shift later, Joel Farabee picks up the goal on the centering feed from Kevin Hayes after he got stopped on the breakaway by Sergei Bobrovsky. couple things on that play. First of all, great pass from Owen Tippett to Kevin Hayes to spring him behind the defense. And I talked to Owen Tippett between the uh, first and, or second and third period during the game, and I asked him about the play, and he said, I had no idea where he even was, but Hazy called for it, and when he called for it, I got it to him. But, th- you know, that's part and parcel to why you communicate on the ice or why you communicate with your teammates. But Tippett gets that pass to connect or to Hayes. He goes all in by himself, ends up getting stopped, but he stays with the play and centers it right to Joel Farabee, who just redirects that one by Bobrovsky and puts the Flyers up. Now, between the McEwen goal at 10-17 and the Farabee goal at 11-29, we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, that there's key moments and key shifts in games. And one of those, a couple years ago, we talked about quite a bit because when the Flyers scored a goal to either tie a game, get within one, or take a lead, on 17 occasions, second most in the NHL that season, they gave up a goal within a minute. And that next shift after scoring a goal, in this case, to take the lead, that next shift is really, really important. And on that next shift, it was McEwen out there uh, with Nick Delarier and with Lucas Sedlak. And they spent the entirety of that shift in the Florida zone. Florida could not break the puck out. Deer coming down the wall and pinching, keeping the puck in. Those guys are banging and just a great forecheck, flowing to the play, you know, working a cycle. It was a, a, about 50 seconds of that was spent in the Florida zone before the puck eventually breaks out. Line change happens. Kevin Hayes jumps on, Owen Tippett jumps on, and Joel Farabee jump on, and then they score the second goal. Now, the second goal, the Farabee goal, maybe is not a direct result from a play standpoint of why it was scored, but to follow up the goal, the McEwen goal, with that shift, everybody on the bench sees it. That just brings more juice to the equation. And guys make plays. When there's juice going, it becomes infectious. And I think that shift is an important factor in that Farabee goal. You can text me or tweet me and tell me I'm crazy, but I firmly believe that. Those are those important shifts, important segments, mini-segments in games, and that was a big one. Uh, In the third period, 36 seconds in on the power play, Brandon Montour scored to make it a one-goal game, and then the Flyers had to hang on for the rest of the way, and they did exactly that. They avenged the 4-3 loss eight days earlier in Florida, the second of that back-to-back with Tampa Bay, and they get a 4-3 win last night. 
Carter Hart was not named one of the three stars of the game. To me, he was the number one star because he battled and, I mean, he made 48 saves on 51 shots. I don't know what else you can ask for. Multi-port performances from several Flyers. I mean, they got outshot in the game 51-22, but like I said, multi-point performances from several Flyers, including Travis Konechny, who had two assists in the game, Kevin Hayes, also with two assists in the game, Joel Farabee, a goal and an assist in the game. So when you get multi-point performances, you get a goal from a D-man and Tony D'Angelo, you'll take that, and that's that's how they're going to have to win. They're going to have to have certain guys be the catalyst, and other guys are going to have to get some of that depth scoring. Guys like Nick Delarier or Zach McEwen or Nick Sealer, guys you don't expect it from. Now, we mentioned prior that obviously Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny were benched in that third period against San Jose. Well, a couple other guys found their way into John Tortorella's doghouse in this game. Again, which tells you that the accountability is not something that's sweeping. It's a day-by-day thing, game-by-game. Because in this game, Morgan Frost had his last shift in the second period with about 12 minutes left, and then finally got back out there in the third uh, for a shift, took a penalty, then was out on a power play, and I don't think he saw another shift. 7.43 of ice time for Morgan Frost when you're playing with 11 forwards and 7D. Also in the game, Wade Allison only saw eight shifts in the hockey game, five minutes and nine seconds, and I think he only had one shift in the third period. So John Tortorella, if he doesn't see things that he likes or that a guy's going or doing the right things or playing to that standard, most likely you're going to have a seat. And we've seen now four different players. At one time or another, it may be every guy on this roster that ends up in that spot. So don't poke fun, don't laugh, because it could be you next. You have to do everything you can to avoid that. So Nick Delarier picks up his first assist, his first point as a flyer. I thought he was a factor in the game. And I had a chance to catch up with him after the game. We're here post-game. Joining us on Flyers Daily is Nick Delarier. He picked up his first uh, point as a flyer tonight. Um, Torch says this is a find-a-way league. That's finding a way, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. I think we... We weren't proud of our first period, and I think we stuck with it. You know, we were lucky it was 2-2 after the first, and uh, it's a good hockey team the other side. And I think we uh, we proved that we we have no quit, and uh, at the same time, we, we want to buy in into trying to fix what we can do to, to get the, on the winning side. And I think, uh, you know, today was, a, today was a good game. I looked at a key shift in the game. After you guys scored the goal to make it 3-2, your line went out there with Zach. I forget who else was with you, but you spent the entirety of that shift in that zone. And while that didn't affect the, the goal that came one shift later, per se, there's a, that's a mindset for a group, isn't it? Those are big shifts. Uh, you know, I think those are, are, are the ones that uh, you want to keep that momentum on your side. And I think, uh, you know, I think, like you refer, it was me, Mac, and Sedzi. And, you know, our mindset was put it deep and trying to keep the puck there. And uh, I, th- I thought we did a, a good job as a line there. And, uh, you know, that's, th- those, are, those are key moments in the, in the game for sure. Pivotal moments after a goal when you take a lead. Um, let me talk to you about just the mindset of the group. Is the key in this league that if you play a team twice within eight days, it's going to be really chippy like that? <laughs> no, I think our mindset doesn't change. I think we have no excuse for, for the way we came out against San Jose. Uh, that's on us. Um, no, I think like Torch said, our back-to-back, we lost both of them, and it's a, it's a bad start. But, you know, I think we want to prove to, you know, this league and prove to ourselves as well that we are a team that is here 
and changed compared to last year and we have some assets that you know all the young guys are here to work too and I think uh, uh, that's the thing that kind of uh, set our minds and uh, you know we, tr we try to be our best we, we, we knew after the first period it was not our period and we had to, to jump back last thing is it as simple to say you want the team to know when they played you guys that when they come in and play you guys they're going to get an honest effort and they're going to know that they played you 100 percent uh i think a lot of people say they want to bring back what it was back in the days but i think that's what we want we want to be that uh, that team that's hard to play against and it's hard to play uh not just at home on the road be uh you know reliable defensively and you know be physical nick thanks for doing this uh, congrats on the assist best of luck come saturday thank you Thanks to Nick Delarier for taking the time after the game to speak with us here on Flyers Daily as they take the 4-3 win over the Florida Panthers. And they'll be back at it on Saturday. No easy task coming up on Saturday as the second-place division. Only a point back of the Flyers. They played one last game. The Carolina Hurricanes come to town. That's going to wrap up the month of October hockey. And we'll be on in November. But the next calendar week, again, will be very revealing for the Flyers. Uh, the game Saturday, Saturday night against Carolina, good team. Then on Tuesday, they're going to go on a three-game, start a three-game road trip in New York at the Garden against the Rangers, Tuesday night. After that game, head north of the border, go through customs, take on the Toronto Maple Leafs on Wednesday night, and then a couple days off before they take on the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa on Saturday. So all said and done, Saturday to Saturday, four games. Carolina at home, Rangers, Toronto, Ottawa on the road, and you'll get a lot of info coming up in this week. Where do they go from here? Five and two. Off to a good start. Yeah, the San Jose game, shutout, wasn't pretty. But all said and done, it's a pretty good start. When you consider what they're missing, then even more impressive uh, this early part of the season. Now, John Tortorella did speak yesterday and spoke about Sean Couturier and about Cam Atkinson. Neither player are skating right now. We know that Couturier came back and was skating and f apparently by reports was feeling really good. Obviously, there was some sort of setback there, so no clue what the timeline is now, what the situation is with Sean Couturier, but it's more bad news to know that he was skating and now he's not skating and Cam Atkinson dealing with an injury as well. Two very important guys, not only for the game coming up on Saturday or this season, but well into the future. Where does this go? It's a scary proposition right now. Uh, with Couturier, you're coming off a of back surgery and multiple setbacks now. Feeling better, then setback. Feeling better again, and then setback. So um, we all hope that these players can get healthy and get back out there on the ice. Uh, but certainly not good news from John Tortorella yesterday on that front. All right, let's put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Everybody, thanks for listening. Tomorrow we'll preview Flyers Canes as Rod Brindamore comes to town, and we'll break that down for you and get you all ready for the Flyers Canes game coming up on Saturday night. So everybody, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the win last night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.